Hello there. You are watching Luminary Leaders Live. My name is Shelly Harrison, and I'm the host of this show. And we get to interview, or I get to interview, some amazing, amazing people across the country. And today, you see them uh, on here with me on, on the screen. I have Don Sandell, and I'm going to share a little bit about him in just a moment. Uh, he is coming to us from outside of Chicago. So we are uh, we're getting him back east and live. So if you have any questions for him today, the topic today, we're going to talk all about happiness. Uh, and, and you'll see he's written a new book. We're going to talk about that. So we have some stuff to get through and we want you to be part of this. So please let us know if you have questions for Don uh, or if you just want to get some some feedback. All right. Well, let's get into this. I want to introduce Don and he is a dynamic presenter, a self-proclaimed pathological extrovert, and brings a fun <laughs> and irreverent brand of humor to all of his engagements. And I know that for a fact. Uh, Don is the founder of Go Positive without an E. He's been leading talent development efforts for small and large organizations for the last few decades and has transitioned those skills and experience into Go Positive, and now he has a book that he just launched early June, and it's Positive Mind Shift, Making Good Things Happen in Life and Work. And I want you to meet Don Sandell. Don, how are you doing? <laughs> that was a great introduction. Well done, um, Shelly. It's so good to speak with you. Um, good to see you. Yeah, great to see you too. And I know, you know, we've known each other for a while, Don. And you've all, every time I get around you, I can't help but smile. I mean, it's all about, <laughs> you know, positivity and, and you've got, you know, some things that you've done in your career. And, and I want you to kind of share. I, I mean, the first thing that poked out at me when we got on here was, are the two bookshelves that are right next to you. Can you talk about those bookshelves a little bit? <laughs> Well, I've always been a lover of books. I've always been this voracious reader. Um, and when I started writing this book, I had to have, I had to get the research right. Yeah, There's no yeah. way you're talking about a thing like positive mind shift and the neuroscience related to that and the physiological changes that we go through and not get it right. So as I would be down here in my office writing, I would have... <laughs> <laughs> Next to me, I would have my research right there, so I was not scrambling all at your fingertips. Yeah, right here, so it's right next to my fingertips. Wow! And so it's safe to say that you probably read a lot, right? I've usually got two or three books going with another, you know, list of ten or fifteen that I can't oh wait gosh. to get to. That's yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. And think about that because I'm an absolute extrovert. I love people. Oh. I love new situations. <laughs> I love taking risks. But boy, that quiet time, especially when I travel, just to sit back and read a good book. Yep. One of my favorite things to do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And, you know, and, and I know that, you know, you are a speaker, but more than that, you know, the, the concept of, of, what your research is. Let's talk about that because you have done some incredible research about happiness, positivity, and share with our audience, what, where does that come from? And, and why are you doing this work? <laughs> um, well, let's, let's start at the beginning. You know, I was in the corporate world for 
35 years. And mm -hmm. I was typically running uh, leadership development for sometimes large global companies. So what happened was, is I was a little bit frustrated that we weren't making the impact that we needed to with, with our curriculum, with our leadership development curriculum. So yeah. I started at the very basics. I was going, what is the neuroscience about learning? How do mm -hmm. we learn? So I was reading all of these books, but you know what, Shelly, this is what was, was crazy about it, is I kept running into positive psychology research, right? Because it's so connected to the brain, right? So connected oh, yeah. to our neurons and the um, neurotransmitters that get released. And I fell in love with positive psychology. So mm -hmm. I moved from studying how does the brain learn to I'm diving deep into positive psychology. And, mm -hmm. and long story short, what I ended up doing is introducing these concepts, these, these um, positive psychology concepts into a lot of my leadership development. And do you yeah. know that I ended up having one of the only workshops that had a wait list of people to get into it? Because people love the topic so much. Yes. Right? They would they'd be saying, wait, hold it. This is more than just a social virtue. Yeah. That our physiology changes when we're positive. So mm -hmm. I I I just so fell in love with it and I said, you know, I've been there, done that with the corporate world. And I started Go Positive about four years ago. And we have been going gangbusters ever since. Gosh. And and I love the fact that you know, when when I anytime I get on the phone with you or face not face to face, but Zoom or or this platform. Yeah you're always in a great mood. You're always willing to support and help. And, and I would imagine that, you know, when you do this work and you're in front of an audience, what is the reception? You know, we know that people like the, you know, there's a waiting list and, and people yeah. wait, you know, to get into your, your workshops, but what is the general feeling when people start hearing when you speak? Think about the environment that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is such a negative environment. We have a 24-hour news cycle that is nothing but negative, right? Yeah. And the news, so much of what we're hearing is, is not good, it's not healthy, it, it's extremely negative. Yeah. So people need this. Look, I, ha I have to admit that in a very paradoxical way, COVID released a need in people to refocus on the positive. Because so yeah. many things were going wrong and going bad, our health, our economy, et cetera, politics, it's all, it's all <laughs> negative. So, so when you ask what is what is the response, people are going, I needed, I needed this. They're soaking it up. <laughs> I needed yeah. this three years ago. Tell me more. And some of the responses I get afterwards is, you know, of course, thank you. Tell me more about this study. Tell me more about when you talked about the brain or the neurochemicals. Um, no. But I also have people say, hey, could you talk to my boss? Can you talk to my husband? <laughs> because they, they need no. it more than anybody. So um, I think there is a huge appetite, especially in the environment that we're in now. I, I think so too. And, and give us an idea of what that looks like. So when you work with people, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or, you know, you're working with that CEO who needed to, to be working with you, what does that look like when, when you're working with them? Well, if, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's just me asking a lot of good questions. Yeah. Right. And I don't start looking at performance. 
right? We make the link between positivity and, and predictable outcomes. We make the link between positivity and, and higher performance. Yeah. But we don't we don't start at performance. We get at at where it all begins, and that is our mindset and our beliefs. That makes sense. And once we pull yeah. that onion back, and sometimes it's multiple sessions. But we, I just ask questions, and I, and and eventually we get to where is that performance issue, or where is that negativity bias, or where is that self-limiting belief? But that's only asking really good questions, and again, not focusing on the end result of performance, but getting to what are those beliefs that you have that are holding you back? And I say this from the keynoting stage a lot. I say. Everything that we want is on the other side of fear, mm. right? Yeah, right. And we get That's in our true. we get we get in our own way, right? The we obstacles, do. the obstacles in our way are most often self-imposed. Mm -hmm. That's such a great point. And you know, I, I'm here in California, and I'll tell you, this is a season, and probably for the last three or four months, I've gone to restaurants with my family, with my son, with my daughter, and I'll be darned if we're not getting terrible service, you know, where they're making us wait longer, nobody acknowledges us, acknowledges us when we walk in, and when we do, when they acknowledge us, no smile, just follow me. You know, and, and it's frustrating because I almost want to say, I want to shake them and just say, you need to meet Don. You know, it's all about positivity. <laughs> you got to smile. And I mean, are you seeing that just kind of across the board where people in, especially in retail and, and the restaurant industry, are you yeah, seeing but, that? Yeah, but my response is, look, my response is similar to yours. <laughs> you want to shake them. But yeah. at the same time, I, I reframe that a little bit and I go right to empathy because we've all done those types of jobs, right? We oh, go yeah. Back there, our teens yeah. and in college and stuff, we've all done those types of jobs and they are <laughs> relentless and they are. They can be, yeah. They can be really yeah. difficult. And I think now with all of the challenges that we have with supply chain and economy and people not working and all of that, mm -hmm. um, the pressure on those that are working is tenfold, is yeah. twentyfold. That's so true. there, there is a, there's a certain empathy that I refrain to. And I drive my friends crazy with this, Shelly. When we go to the restaurant. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 when we go to the restaurant, I make a point of having fun with the wait, the waiter or the waitress. Mm -hmm. and, and it drives my friends crazy. They go there, there goes down again. But I'll tell you why I do it is because I know how rote, and mundane and challenging and stressful. And there's not a whole lot of um, positive feedback that they get. <laughs> no. So I'm going, if I can just have some fun with them and make them smile and laugh, maybe that will help them kind of recalibrate how, the, how they're approaching their work and approaching other people. Yeah, no, and, and that's a good point. And having that empathy, and I'm I'm not knocking restaurants or but it just it seems like I I don't know what it is. You know, what maybe it's just California, who knows? No, um, but it just yeah. I, I'll tell you my experience with all of my clients, Shelly, and you might be discovering the same thing. Mm -hmm. I usually work with executive level, right? But yeah. but their shadow covers their employees and their direct reports. Mm -hmm. And they are frustrated. They are disengaged. 
they yeah. are existing in this VUCA environment, this ambiguous, complex, uncertain, volatile environment. And mm -hmm. I tell you, to one client to the other, they are frustrated just like the waiters and waitresses in the people in, in retail. Oh, I'm sure. frankly, it's not that much different because they're frustrated as well. And we wonder why we are in the middle of the great resignation. Hmm. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's so true. But in, yeah. he, he, the, we're kind of like in this, this negative morass right now, mm -hmm. right? Even in our discussion, we are because there's a lot that we have to overcome right now. Engagement mm -hmm. is low. Life satisfaction, some of the recent uh, metrics around life satisfaction, some of the lowest in 15 years. Gosh. In, the United States has dropped a level on the World Happiness Report. Hmm. Um, I think I mentioned. There's a World Happiness Report? Oh, yeah. It comes out every oh my gosh. March, I think. And it's, it's, uh -huh. it's a very detailed report mm. and you know your scandinavian countries usually come out in the top, the top, top yeah <laughs> sweden and, and yeah but but the u.s has been dropping in that um mm. so again engagement well-being life satisfaction um health the our our um longevity hmm. it's it's all it's most of it's not good. <laughs> no. And and that's a telling story, you know, and, and all the more reason why you're critical to, you know, kind of changing this momentum and helping companies and even on platforms like this, where what are some of those things that let, let's just pretend like you're talking to CEOs, that they know that they have an issue with their company and, you know, their employees are just not as engaged and happy say something to those CEOs that would really enlighten them. Well, and I'm glad you asked that because let's shift to a more part of positive part of the discussion, right? Because we've yeah. kind of covered, look, here's all the issues that we're wrestling with and people are frustrated. Mm. Let's move to the positive stuff. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, yeah. so when we shift, when we shift and we conquer our negativity bias and, and we default to positivity and not negativity, we, 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 when we're happy, optimistic, and positive, we are better in every domain of our life. That is what 25 years worth of research tells Gosh. us, right? Yeah. We are more focused. We are more disciplined. We're more innovative. We're more, more mm -hmm. creative. We're smarter. Our IQ goes up, Shelly. Yeah. Think about that. They've done duplicated studies where um, they prime students to be either positive, neutral, or negative before taking math achievement tests. The ones that were primed to be positive always did better. Oh we have gosh. better memory. We have better recall. We literally yeah. open up the learning centers in our brain when we shift to a positive mindset. It's it, it's, it impacts it's so much. Yeah, it and does. it's and it's all for the you know for the betterment. I mean, and, and the way we show up to other people yeah, and sure. how we engage with other people. You know. But uh, do you think that, you know, when, when you look at a company and, you know, you can see that there's a definite need for, you know, improvement in the overall culture or just happiness yeah. among yeah. the team, yeah. I mean, what, what excites you about that? Here's, here's, well, this is what the data tells us, that every relevant business metric goes up when positivity dominates the culture instead of negativity. 
right? Every every relevant business metric goes up. Um, Mm. so, So that's exciting to me. That means that the work that Don is doing, the work that Go Positive is doing, is not just a feel good. I, I get it that if I'm pulled in and I'm asked to do a keynote for 55 minutes, that people are going to feel good during and after, right? Yeah. But I really want to help people shift their, their mindsets, shift the cultures. And they can do that if they're intentional, if they really want to do that, if they want to change mm-hmm. their conversations, right? Um, if they want to change, if individuals want to change how they're talking to themselves, right? Yeah. Our mindset is defined by what we tell ourselves. Yeah, that's, yes, yeah. And and what are some of those things that you that you tell people that they can use or mechanisms or or tools to have, like, like you pointed out, you know, in that 55 minutes, they're happy, they're engaged, but then after they leave, you know, they could revert back to, that negativity. So what kind of things, <laughs> coping mechanisms, what, what do you recommend for people? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's dozens of research-based interventions, if you will, yeah. um, that move the needle and sustain our positive emotions for the long term. So first mm-hmm. of all, we need to change how we're approaching our, our pursuit of happiness how we're changing our pursuit of positivity, right? Because the way that most people are pursuing those positive emotions is wrong. (laughs) I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) We're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Right. And I say that with so much love and affection, but, 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 you know, I won't be happy until I get the big house. I won't be happy until I get the shiny new car. I won't be happy until I get the promotion. No. Now those things on the short term, yes, they will make you happy. I mean, yeah. come on, when you buy a new car and you're driving that thing off the lot. Like, you feel like a million bucks. <laughs> you do. You do. Fair enough. Yeah. But but we know that doesn't sustain our happiness for the long term because we True. have this wonderful ability to adapt. The brain mm-hmm. moves the goal, goalposts. And now we want the next bigger, next best thing. Mm-hmm. So I say that as a setup to this is what the research tells us moves the needle in terms of our positive emotions, right? Yeah. And, and this yeah. is going to be no surprise to anybody who's listening, right? Yeah. This is not going to be a surprise. Yeah. The number one way to move the needle is, is first of all, really refocusing on our relationships. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships um, are, and there's multiple studies uh, uh, about this, but the number one factor no matter what age you are, is is having authentic relationships. They don't. You don't need twenty, Shelley. You don't need twenty. You just need two, three. Yeah. That are authentic and genuine and built around trust and psychological safety. That fills your soul. You know, when you start thinking of those folks that you know anytime you get around them you just feel good you know because you know that they're positive there's no negative energy and and that's where i think you know when i when i look at the work that you do uh it it's a lot of people we're walking around where we're not engaged you know we're not no being it's, the it's best possible easy. person it's we can be easy to monkey with this thing mhm yes yeah and yeah. that draws us away. But 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 also <laughs> so did COVID. 
Yes. COVID became you know, this, nasty COVID. <laughs> it became this disruptor around us and our very basic human need to connect with other people. You know, that is evolutionary. That is genetic. Early humankind had to connect with other people in order to survive. Mm -hmm. right? They started to form tribes. They started to form small communities. And that perpetuated the species. Well, we still have that desire and that need. And when it goes unfulfilled, there is a gap, there is a frustration, there is a chasm. And, and boy, did COVID ever do that, especially with people who found themselves all of a sudden working from home. Yes. So, yeah. so in, in my isolation work, and yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and um, loneliness is up, suicide mm -hmm. is up, depression is up, anxiety is up. So, so in, in my book, the very first chapter, and what I do, Shelly, is after each chapter in the book, Mm -hmm. I, I present one of these evidence-based activities. Yeah. And I go, do this in your life, but do it right now while you're reading the book. <laughs> and the <laughs> first one, the first yeah. one is reconnect and build those authentic relationships. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and let's talk about, so, you know, the book, and I know you have it, so maybe you could show us again the book. Yeah. This is, so this is Don's book. And I want to remind everybody, I am here with Don Sandell and he's out of Chicago and he just launched his new book. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, what. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, because I know that, you know, I've known you for a while, Don, and, and I've always been so intrigued by, because I'm a very positive person. I try to be the you know, sure. best person I could be. Most of the time, but you know, we all have our, our faults, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not always on, you know, and there's times where, yeah, neither am frustrated. I. Yes, Shelly, neither am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're human, right? In fact, let's talk about that for a second because some yeah, people might get the do. impression, and I'm so glad you brought that up. You're so good at this. Oh, so, I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't want people thinking that this is just happyology. Right. To yeah. Be Pollyannish. And you need to be happy, optimistic and positive all the time. <laughs> no. Yeah. That is, not it's the that is not the expectation. The expectation is, is that um, if we put our happiness, our optimism and our positivity first, all the other things that we want will come. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. It's not success first. And then I'll get happy. No. <laughs> That's not what the research tells us. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sonia Lubomirsky out of University of California did a wonderful meta-analysis. Mm -hmm. And when she got done with this huge, huge meta-analysis, yeah. the main thing that came out of this is that it's not success first and then we get happy. Right? We The way we pursue our positive emotions is wrong. Hmm. But what she said after this long meta-analysis is this is what the data tells us. Mm -hmm. Really focus on your happiness. Really focus on your optimism, really focus on your positivity, then success will happen. It's not the other way around. Oh, I just got the chills. I just got the chills because yeah. that's something I live by that. I mean, I, I yeah. just try to keep a positive attitude. But again, you know, there, there are those things that, you know, those voices in your head that, you know, they want you to kind of feel a little negative sometime. But I think, you know, again, kind of going back to your book, um, going through those exercises in each chapter that that's, they need to be able to do that work. What, what, what do you want people to really bring away after reading your book? 
I, the whole reason I wrote the book, and on those days when I had a uh, writer's block, mm -hmm. this is how I, I, I went over that hurdle, is I remembered why I was writing the book. It's the same reason why I do the keynotes, the same reason I took the risk and I started Go Positive. It mm -hmm. is about affecting and changing people's lives, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. everybody who's listening today, we all have a negativity bias. No matter how positive you are, you have a negativity bias. And part mm -hmm. of the structure of the book and what I do and what I teach is about conquering and overcoming that negativity bias. It's pushing back on that. We, are, we do not have to fall prey to our genetics, to our evolution, to our mistakes and who we were before. We do not have to fall prey to that. We can change and we can change right now. But that starts with making the decision, yeah, I want to change. <laughs> Agreeing right? to it. Right. So, right. So, but but I would be downstairs and I'd be writing and I'd, I'd hit some writer's block and I would reframe the moment and I would say, I am writing this about the person who picks up the book and they just get one little kernel out of it or they learn how to reframe yeah. right? or they learn how to talk to themselves different. Most of our self-talk, they say over 80 percent is negative. Well, yeah, that, that's such an interesting statistic. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, you know, and as far as, you know, when after writing the book, uh, you know, I know that that, you know, this is something that is a passion of yours. But in addition to that, you've done years of research. And when you think about the impact that it's making on the world or in communities, you know, what is it that that you'd like to see within, you know, the next six months, the next year after writing this book? That we change from the inside out, mm -hmm. right? That our inner monologue is different. But then when our inner monologue, inner monologue is different and we talk to ourselves different and we explain things to ourselves differently, yeah, that then that starts to change our outer behavior in our outer actions and how we mm -hmm. connect with other people. Yeah. And I'm meeting with tens of thousands of people per year. Mm -hmm. And people are starting to buy the book and go to the keynotes and, and those types of things. Yeah. And if more and more people start to change from the inside out, change that inner monologue, and mm -hmm. then change how they connect with people, and thousands of people are doing that, that's got to have an effect on society. Yeah, that's definitely going to change the world meter for happiness, right? <laughs> so one of the things that I encourage people to do, Shelly, you'll love this one, is I call it AOKs, Acts of Kindness. Oh, AOKs. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. AOKs. And, and, and the reason why is, there's, again, plenty of research on AOKs. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that when we do acts of kindness, that we are indeed helping other people. Right. Um, and we are helping the community. We are help, helping society. Mm -hmm. But and that should be our motivation, right? Our motivation should be that I want to help others. But mm -hmm. we get a benefit from helping others. It's called the helper's high. All those Ooh, happy chemicals that we high. are always pursuing, those happy yeah. chemicals like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, mm -hmm. We get a release of those when we help other people. Oh. Now, I tell people that from the stage or in my workshops. And everybody leaves with a little action plan. So if all of those people within the next 24, 48 hours do a little act of kindness, 
And we're doing that every week, multiple sessions per month. Yeah. I'd like to think, you know how they say the, 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 the wings of a butterfly can affect the climate. Yes. Right. So if you just use that type of logic, mm-hmm. well, will people who are changing their inner monologue, who are growing from the inside out, connecting with mm-hmm. people differently, viewing the po- the world in a more positive way, doing more acts of kindness. If those things start to trend, oh my I don't gosh, know. Can you imagine? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, I'm you know what? Though? It's it's something that is possible. It it's something that can happen if people just open their minds, and yeah. and that's where you know, those, the people that are in the restaurants, the people that are, you know, doing those difficult jobs that the mundane things, you know, where we talked earlier, where I think the world could embrace something like this, you know, not every single person, but by gosh, if you can impact so many people every single day and, and it just kind of is that, you know, trickle effect. And even on places, you know, on, on this platform right here, I'm thinking, what what advice can you give, Don, for people when they wake up first thing in the morning, whether you've you know given a keynote to these folks or whatnot, but what can they do first thing in the morning and change that trajectory of the way they're thinking and that yeah. inner self? Repetition builds habits. Mm-hmm. And most of us, most of us, myself included, have some bad habits, but repetition builds habits. So, so start changing. Like when you wake up and it's raining outside, oh, it's going to be a crappy day. No, it's, it's, no, you've got no <laughs> well, play in the rain. <laughs> Bury your own sunshine, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. part of it is changing repetition builds habits. So, how are we going to change our habits? Start mm-hmm. to change what we're repeating, change what we're telling ourselves, change who we're hanging out with, stop watching the news. <laughs> Right. Maybe get off of social media, do more exercise. The studies around exercise, you know, when I coach people and some of the people I'm coaching um, are are dealing with anxiety and depression. And and of course, both Mm -hmm. of those are are in epidemic levels. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really sad. But one of the things I encourage them to do is improve and increase your exercise because because they've done duplicated studies where they compared doing exercise against taking certain pharmaceuticals, antidepressants. Oh, now, big difference. Now, big difference. Now, if they work for you, absolutely continue to take them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am not saying not to. But what I am saying, when they've compared exercise, you get the same or better results from consistent exercise. You get a release of all Mm -hmm. your dose chemicals. You improve your blood flow, right? You feel better about yourself. Um, um, But, and there's no side effects. In fact, the only side effects are good side effects. Yeah. So there's there's so many, there's so many little things that we can do, even changing our diet. The the conditions of poor diet damage Mm -hmm. the brain. Even if we changed our diet, people find that they're more happy afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the simple thing that and, and this is something that I kind of want to add too. think about it. If you're out in, in public and you're walking around and, you know, you're interfacing with people just passing by, smiling at them will change the way you feel. 
and it will make them feel good. And, and I think just a your, simple smile. Shelly, I love that. that that's such yeah. a wonderful idea. Yeah. And if more people would smile and, and genuinely smile, not, yeah. you know, just a phony smile. I think just a, a genuine smile is something that can start that process of, you know, having that inner, you know, what you talked about earlier. It's it's critical that people understand that, you know, it starts from the inside. And, and acts yeah. of kindness do not need to cost money. No, right. you can buy free. <laughs> you're, you're at the drive through and you can pay for the person behind you. Okay. So yes. That's, yeah. But, but your suggestion <laughs> of just smiling more often at people, and they've done studies where even if you fake smile, that tricks your brain and you release those chemicals again because your brain thinks that therefore you are smiling. Oh. Even they fake smile. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be, yeah, that, that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And and Don, I know we're running out of time, but I, I definitely want people to know where they can get your book. And if you could show it again for us. Oh, thank you, Shelly. I really appreciate yeah. that so much. So, yeah, so the so book positive is Positive Mind Shift. It is only 200 pages, so it's an That's, easy read. Yeah. I've got some of the neuroscience in there, but more importantly, what I have is after every chapter, here's some activities that you can engage in to help to shift your mindset, right? Yeah. So you can get positive mind shift wherever books are sold. But right now we're really pushing our, our good friends at Amazon. Just go to Amazon, put in positive mind shift. And uh, I am grateful. Oh, that's wonderful. And they can get it on Kindle and yeah. paperback. And then, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and we're having discussions with the publisher. Do we want to also have... Um, Audible and and oh yeah, I, Audible. We're we're having those discussions right now, so maybe that'll be an option soon. Next, yeah. So next time we have you on the show, it'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll let yeah. You know. <laughs> oh well, this has been wonderful. And again, you know, folks, we're talking with Don Sandell, and I I always encourage people to go back to the beginning because we talked about some wonderful things beyond just being happy and kind of the neuroscience behind it with. Uh, and, and I consider Don to be an expert, you know, because he's done so much research, keynote speaking, and he's talking across the, the world, the globe, right, Don? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and believe me, travel, has, travel yeah. has picked up again. I'm traveling about, not every week, but about every other week. Oh, and I'm like, I'm, as an extrovert, I'm loving it. So. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And you're impacting lives, and that's what matters. Oh, thank you, Shelly. Absolutely. That means a lot, and so are you. <laughs> Well, thank you. And, you know, we want to thank our audience for tuning in. And we are streaming on YouTube, LinkedIn, also on Facebook. And then it'll also be available on your favorite podcast app. So check out the, the episode here with Don Sandell. And we want to wish everybody a wonderful day. Get out there and smile. And if you want to find Don, you could go to, at the bottom, take a picture, this, the the streaming across the bottom, his website, and also his email. And Don, thanks again for, for being here. And last thing that you want to want to say to our audience. Uh, no matter what you've been doing before, you have this negativity bias and you have these bad habits. Until our dying days, we can, we can change that. Our brains are always changing. We can, we can change that at any time. So do not ever lose hope that, that somehow this is a difficult thing to do. We can all do it. That's awesome. Thank you, Don. Thank you for just enlightening us and, and being here and available for our community, our audience. And we want to thank you all for being here and have a wonderful afternoon.
Great. Thank you, Shelly.